Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Show. Now, today's guest says leaders have a responsibility to build a flourishing team. So flourishing team members that help build flourishing organizations. Start today to write the story of your life and your organization with the ending you desire, not one that you dread. Now, joining me on today's show is Matt Lesser. Now, after spending 12 years running his family business, and 14 years in the corporate world, Matt launched his own business in 2021. Picked a great year, Matt. Uh, Uniquely Normal is the name of his business, LLC. Now, his first book, Unsatisfied When Less Is More, was released in October 2022, and his second book is coming out later this year. Now, through proven practices and techniques, Uniquely Normal works with leaders and leadership teams to build empathy, empowerment, and excellence into the culture of the organization. Uniquely Normal builds healthy, engaged teams who build flourishing organizations. Now, on today's show, Matt's going to talk about that God is in control of everything, how it's all about loving God and loving people, and how to contribute to others leads to living beyond oneself for something greater than self. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. You were very kind with your words. I appreciate that. <laughs> but looking, looking forward, forward to our conversation today. Oh, I was just going to say the same, same thing. And, you know, when I uh, read the introduction to say that you started your business in 2021, isn't it interesting? There was a lot of businesses who were considering, uh, do we remain open? There was mm-hmm. such a significant change and um, around the, the the world. But I want to start off firstly by by just reflecting on one of the things that you said, and I opened that in the introduction, leaders have a responsibility to build flourishing team members that help build flourishing organizations. You also encourage people to start to write the story of their life and organization with an ending they desire rather than one they dread. In your experience, how many business owners have done that, taken the time to write the story of their life and organization with the end in mind? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. And um, actually, when I, uh, 
that really comes out of a heart of um, living intentionally. When I uh, when I, before I wrote the book, I was I spent uh, I spent fourteen years in in the corporate world. Twelve of those years was in private equity, and um, and I I literally traveled the world and looking for investment opportunities, meeting business leaders, and the story that I heard it wasn't just once or twice or three times; it was a hundred times, and and the story went something like this, Anne Marie. It went. I cannot believe that I've sacrificed all of this. And normally what that meant, and I, I was usually talking to business owners, business leaders that they started a business from scratch or maybe they took over a family business. Um, and now they're in their, normally they were in their mid to upper 50s, lower 60s. And, and they would say, I cannot believe that I sacrificed all of this. And the sacrifice was usually their marriages and their kids. Um, and, and to build this empire, where I thought it would bring me happiness and joy, lasting satisfaction, give us the flexibility to do whatever we wanted to do. And here these people have reached that pinnacle, right? They reached the top and they're telling me that they're extremely unsatisfied and literally would say things like, I don't even know how I got here. Or if I could go back and do it over again, I, I would redo the way I did my life. And, and I heard that time, and when I heard it the first few times, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I've heard this before. By the time I heard it the hundredth time, I'm like, okay, something's got to be done about this, you know? And, yes. and so that's when I, I started to write the book. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so let's look at th through the lens of uh, some of the key points that you want to talk about today, because of course this focus is very much on entrepreneurs, those driven leaders who also have faith and, and recognize that uh, there is a lot more that they need to consider when it comes to, to business and so forth. So when we look at through the lens of you know, God is in control of everything. And then reflecting on the comments that you consistently heard, what is it about, you know, God is being in control of everything that we can look back and help people that perhaps are listening and watching this recording or, or live here so that they don't end up in the same position, you know, 10, 20, however many years saying the same thing. I wish I had to change something many years ago so that I didn't have to sacrifice uh, family, children, time with children and family. What would you say? Um, I would say that start today. I mean, you cannot change what's happened, right? Your history is part of you. And, and but what you can do is you can choose today to put a period at the end of the sentence you're writing. You know, if you're looking at your life, um, oh, I love doing this exercise with uh, with leaders in particular. And that is, you know, fast forward to the end of your life. What is it that you most want to be remembered for? You know, if you could sit in on your, not, not to sound morbid, but if you could sit down in your own wake, in your own, your own funeral, what would be the things that you'd most want to hear? And I've never, when I've done this exercise, I've never heard, I wish I'd had more zeros in my checking account, or I wish I'd had a bigger business, or I wish I spent more time working, right? It's always about family, friends, marriage, those kinds of things. Yes. And so, um, so what I ask people to do is, okay, look at, look at how you're living right now and look at how you want to be remembered then. Are they aligned? Mm -hmm. And if they're not aligned, then, and, and oftentimes they're not. So put a period down on the sentence you're writing today, turn the page and start writing the new chapter that will lead to the new end of the book that you want to write that will. So that way, that when you get to the end of your life, whether that's hopefully a long time from now, um, by the time you get there, you you have lived the life 
that you want to, at least from that point forward, you've lived the life that you want to live and you've done it intentionally. I remember years ago, uh, Matt, one of my mentors took a group of uh, us through an exercise similar to what you just said. And it was interesting because she said, you know, um, project yourself, I think it was 20 or 30 years, then 10 years, then a year. And then, you know, a couple of months and then a day. What would you do if you knew you had a day? And it was interesting to see as the time reduced how more and more the focus on the things that were really important. And I love that because often as business owners, we think, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that mm-hmm. when time allows. But guess what? Unless we sit down and intentionally um, document what it is and then make steps to incorporate uh, time in your, your life, your diary to make room for those important things time will never just happen will it we have to make time to do that is that a big shift do you see when 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 leaders start to do this and document and see what's really important to them what other things would they need to be mindful of to ensure that they set themselves up to uh, build a life and a business that creates space and time for the most important things yeah, I think that um, first is uh, it starts with, I'll go back to the same word. It starts with intentionality and, and being intentional. And I, um, one of the things when I'm, when I'm coaching leaders, especially, especially leaders of, of that they own businesses, right? Um, first thing I say is set boundaries and never violate them. And so if, if spending, if having dinner every night with your family is, is a core value of yours, then make that a boundary and never violate it. And so it's really helping people understand, okay, what is it that is uh, at my core that is most important to me? You know, if I say that my relationship with God is first and foremost, then how much time are you spending with God? You know, are you, are you spending, are you cutting, are you cutting time away daily out of your schedule to spend time with him? If your marriage is important to you, are you spending time weekly, daily, weekly talking to your spouse, your kids right down the line? And what you often find is that, oh my goodness, how do I have time for God, my marriage, my kids, when I'm spending 60, 70, 80 hours a week working? Or even when I'm home, I'm always on my phone or I'm always on my computer or I'm always doing this or that for the business. I love what you said, because, you know, with the mindset of, you know, I'll get to that. I just need to do this thing right now and then I'll have this time. For, no, you know, what winds up happening is, is that this this fire turns into this fire, turns into that fire. And today becomes tomorrow, becomes next year, becomes 10 years from now. And by the time we know it, we look around and our kids are grown. Our marriage, our spouse seems like a stranger. And, and these are the stories that I kept hearing, Anne-Marie, but those that are begin to be take and they begin to own their lives, right? They begin to own their schedules. They begin to own their decisions and they begin to really put boundaries in place and they, they hold themselves accountable. And then they have people around them holding them accountable. That's where you begin to see change happen. Yeah. Um, but it takes, it takes time. It takes being vulnerable. Um, you know, when I started my business in 2021, yeah, it was a terrible time to start a business. I wouldn't recommend doing that again. Um, but luckily I was focused on writing the book, so it, I was okay. Um, but one of the best pieces of advice I got was when I launched this business, an 83 year old friend of mine, we served on a board together, uh, in a different business. He found out I was doing this business and he said, don't do it alone. And I said, okay. Um, I said, I'm, I'm a startup man. I said, I can't afford to hire anybody. So what do you recommend? And he said, put together a personal board of advisors, people that 
three criteria, people that love God, that love you and your family have done this before. So four pieces, sorry. The fourth is, um, we'll speak truth regardless of if it, if it hurts or not, they'll speak truth to you. Um, so he is one and I asked three other men and my wife and every quarter, the five of us get together and we do that. We, we, we first of all, spend time talking about our relationship with God. How are, so it's iron sharpening iron for all five of us. Then we talk about our families. You know, how are we how are we spending time intentionally with our families? Are they a priority? And then last, we talk about the business. And but I'm telling you, having those people around me, I mean, they have kept me from making poor decisions. They've kept me from going off the rails. I mean, starting a business is hard. It's just really hard and um, difficult. Sorry, I'm trying to use the word hard anymore. Difficult. Um, and, and there's been many times already I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I just hey. I mean, I gave it a shot. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And, uh, and, and every time they'll say, no, no, no. What are you, what are you doing? No, you're not, you're not done. You know, look at what, look at where we were, look at where we are, look at where we're going. You're not done. Just keep mm-hmm. going. And, and so that's one piece of counsel I give to every leader that I can is make sure you have people around you like that. Yeah, amazing. And, you know, carving time out to spend um, in the word and in prayer, mm-hmm. you know, with the Lord the amount of people that I've either spoken to, interviewed on this podcast or heard others talk about, when they started to do that and, uh, you know, kind of surrender that time to the Lord, incredible things started happening. Business opportunities, the business started growing in ways that they could not, they could have put a thousand hours in and would not have gotten, you know, the the same results. I think that's the difference, isn't it? It's so important that we always put God first in everything because, as we know, his ways, his plans are higher than ours. Have you found that too? And I'm sure people that you've spoken about who've read your book uh, may have incredible stories to share like that too. Um, yes, I sure have. Uh, one of the things that um, I've been on a uh, – since I left corporate world in 2000 um, – well, 2020, uh, 21, actually. Um, I, before that, I started the journey, and it's a journey that God has had me on. And I describe this journey as the most difficult journey of my life, but yet it's been the most revealing and the most rewarding, um, even though it's been the most difficult. Um, but uh, one of the things I started doing in uh, 2022 is um, I began going away quarterly on a retreat for two and a half days, completely unplugged. So mm-hmm. no cell phone, no computer, no TV, no phone, no nothing. And the purpose of that time is to create time and space for me and God to be together, for us to have a conversation. And what I began to, what I realized in my first time away, and it's a structured time. I mean, there's other people there, there's community, there's times of teaching, there's fellowship, but the majority of the time you're alone with God. And what I began to realize really quickly is that I had not had that kind of time set aside for God in years. I'm embarrassed to say that. You know, I did a lot of talking at God. I never talked with God. And so the first time that I got alone with him on that first retreat in January of 22, it was like Jesus said, I have been, I have missed you so much. And I've been waiting for this. Let's talk. And every quarter now I do that. I, I, and literally the first, the first day and a half I was there, I'm like, what is this? What did I get into? This is craziness. By the time I left, I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not realize how dry my soul has been. Mm -hmm. 
And now I look forward to those retreats every quarter. Um, I, I love the people I'm meeting, but more importantly, I'm loving the time I have with my savior, just yeah. him and me. Yeah. And, uh, and that's been, that's been food for my soul in ways that I, I couldn't, I, I can't even begin to describe for you. Yeah, incredible. So, Matt, if people are listening and, and watching and thinking, okay, Matt, I want to capture some of that, yet they may not have the same access to the retreat that uh, you obviously go to, what are some things that you can recommend we can start doing right now to, uh, again, to carve out time and to spend? I mean, what are some of the things that perhaps they encourage you to do that enables you to really create that space where you can, you know, uh, hear from the Lord? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go on away on a retreat. I mean, it's, um, I go to a, a Catholic seminary, um, but you can, you can create time on your own, you know, lock your door, get away in a quiet place. Um, spend, start small, start with 10 minutes, then a half hour, then an hour. Um, I think you'll find over time that the first 10 minutes is going to be, uh, it seemed like forever, but by the time you work up to an hour, it's going to feel like it was 10 minutes. Um, and, and, and don't spend all the time talking, you know, literally just quiet your heart, quiet your mind, empty yourself and just say, God, here I am. Speak mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. And, and, and that has been the, one of the biggest game changers for me because I thought prayer meant, okay, I got a journal, my prayer. I just need to talk, 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 talk. And, and what I, what I missed for a long, long time. And I'm embarrassed to say that, you know, I've been a believer since I was a teenager. Um, but what I missed is, okay, you know, I need to just shut my mouth and let God talk and create space for him. And so that's my, if I could, if I'd encourage every believer that is listening to do that, create that space and time where we're just quiet, silent before him and he is faithful and he shows up and it's, um, it's unreal. And amen. Amen. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, now, in in the uh, show notes, we promised to share with people uh, a little bit more about how it's so important. It's all about loving God and loving people. Mm. That can be really difficult if the people that you are associated with or clients or even maybe some of the team members um, and, and there's things that are going on. What words of encouragement would you have for people on how to love people the way the Lord, you know, intentionally told us that we need to be? particularly in a very compromised and sometimes challenging world and situation? Hmm. Yeah, another great question. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I, I look at my, I've lo I look internally first. And so if, if I'm having trouble loving God or loving someone else, I start by looking at me and saying, okay, what is it about the condition of my heart right now? Or my mindset right now, what is it that I'm holding on to maybe against that person? You know, maybe they, maybe they hurt me. Maybe they slighted me. Maybe there's something I need to forgive um, that they did. I don't know. Maybe I'm holding on to something. And so what I have found is that's a great litmus test for me. And so if, if I have issues loving God or loving other people, I start by examining my own heart and my own mind. And normally, I mean, I, I say I would say all the time, but there's probably been the exception. I can't think of one right now. Almost always, I have an issue that I have a heart issue I have to start with. And when I deal with that issue, it becomes much easier to love other people. And yes, there are difficult people all around us. And if there isn't, then you may want to go look in the mirror because it may be you. I don't know. And so, but uh, we have difficult people all around us every day that we're presented with. And, um, but yet we have keeping in mind that 
they are created in the image of our creator, just like we are. Jesus came and he gave his life for that person just as much as he did for me and for you and for everyone else. And just keeping that mindset of, okay, God loves this person as much as he loves me. And so if I treat this person poorly, or if I'm having an issue with this person, then I am going against the very creation that God created. And I have no business doing that. Yeah, so true. And, you know, that that person may have an opportunity to experience a Christ-like response. And that may very well have them question, oh, my goodness, normally someone would do X, Y, and Z, yet you didn't. And who knows, maybe it's an opportunity if they don't know Christ um, yeah. to be able to, to share that uh, with them. So I, I love that. Now, one of the other things that uh, you also encourage us to do is to contribute to others because you say it leads to living beyond oneself for something mm. greater than ourselves. So speak a little bit more about this. Yeah. Um, it, it goes to, you know, living um it really goes to what you just said, living beyond yourself, thinking with your legacy in mind, thinking about, you know, my, for years when I would do the exercise, I mentioned earlier about fast forwarding to the end of your life, looking back, what I would leave out of that is, and I, I don't do it now, I, I include it now, is, you know, really, if, 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 you're a, if you're a believer and you have a relationship with Jesus, this life is temporary for us, right? Our, our eternity is in heaven with him. And when we get there, the first words that we hope to all hear is well done, good and faithful servant. And so what is it going to take for me to live in such a way here on earth that I'm a good and faithful servant today, um, fully knowing that someday I'll be with him and be the same. And so when I think about other people, how can I contribute to someone else? How can, because everyone, you can contribute to every single person you run into, right? Doesn't matter who they are. You don't have to know them. You know, it can be the person at the grocery store. It can be somebody at the restaurant. It can be somebody at, at, the, uh, at the at the fueling station. It doesn't really matter. How can you contribute to them? Sometimes it's just a smile. Sometimes it is a, you know, a warm word, affirmation or whatever it might be. Um, I have a, uh, I had, a, I have a client and I was doing some interviews with some of their, um, some of their key people. And, uh, and then they wanted me to interview some, um, some of their frontline people. And I'll never forget this. I finished uh, the interview with, uh, with one of these frontline people. And as, as she was walking out the door, she literally had tears come into her eyes and she said, nobody's treated me like a person since I came here. This is the first day I feel like I've been treated like a person. And um, which just kind of floored me. I mean, that honestly, when I had a conversation then with the CEO about the culture of the organization, I brought that right up and just said, hey, if you treat your people like people, um, you might get more engagement out of them. So um, so what I try to, so I guess specifically to your, to your question, Anne-Marie, is, is um, how do I, when, I, when I'm talking with someone else, I'm praying, okay, God, show me how to lo- show your love to this person. And sometimes it's a word, sometimes it's not. Um, and with each person, it's different. And I just want to leave that person better than when I first met them. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting because, you know, as I'm sure you would have experienced yourself, 
the more time that you spend in, you know, in, in silence and, and really with the Lord and hearing him speak, the more readily available you can really get those words of knowledge from the Lord. So if you're speaking to someone, he can uh, mm-hmm. reveal something to you, you know, that you may never have been able to understand on your own and be able to speak to that and really make a, a huge uh, impact in their lives. As you were speaking, I want to circle right back. We opened up by um, asking the question, how powerful is it that leaders of businesses should write their story with an ending that they're looking forward to? And I was going to ask you, and it's interesting that you talked about that team member, how important is it uh, as leaders of business when we're thinking of our team that we would encourage our team members to do something similar? Because then once they're able to do that, and uh, I mean, share a bit more, is that something that you encourage leaders to do? Yeah, I do. Actually, one of the things that I encourage all organizations to do, and obviously the larger the organization, the more difficult it can be, but it still can be done, is I encourage every organization, every team within organizations to get together and share their stories, um, in, in, which is a little bit different than what you're asking, but I'll, it, it leads to the point. Mm-hmm. And uh, because when you share someone's story and you hear someone share their story, you never view that person the same way again, um, because it gives you their backstory. It gives you it gives you a greater understanding, greater empathy, uh, greater compassion for that person, and um, and then you can also then that person will also share oftentimes you know the kind of the journey they're on currently, and then as as a fellow team member, and it doesn't matter if you're uh, if you're a believer or not, you can encourage that person in their journey. And so um, I encourage people, uh, I, I encourage leaders of organizations, put into place a some kind of a mechanism where every team member can share their story together with supervisors um, and, and, and really get that discussion going because that, one, that really draws teams together. The more open you are, the more vulnerable you are with your story, then the more you, you can be encouraged and sharpened as you go along your own journey in life. Yeah, so true. I remember hearing um, an example similar to what you just shared, where in a group, uh, the team members who were new, they were all part of the organization, but this new team was developed for a new project. And everybody was encouraged to share, I I think if I remember correctly, one or two events that they believed, whether it be any time of age in, in their life, was significant in shaping who they were today. And the, the rapport that was built, the compassion, the understanding, whereas, you know, previously that may have thought, well, so-and-so is like that because they're controlling and this and that and the other, but you realize that he needed to look after his kid, his family and, young, yeah. or, you know, as a young child because dad died in a war. And it's incredible when you recognize someone else's story and, and be able to see things through their lens, you're far more compassionate. Oh, um, yeah. And as we know, Jesus was so compassionate passionate because he knew, um, you know, he knows everything and knows our stories before we even have to to share that. But what a wonderful way, even when we think about what's happened over the last number of years, how leaders, if you, and if you're not able to do it yourself, get someone like Matt to come in or some other facilitator to support this. But imagine being able to create an environment where everyone feels safe. They are not going to be judged, but rather be able to share some of the things that have happened over the last 
last three years. I mean, how amazing that would be if the whole team, the whole organisation was supportive in, in that way. It would be incredible, wouldn't it? Rather than, oh, we leave our personal life at home. We don't talk about those things. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Because we're, we're complex beings. We sure are. And, and it's impossible to segregate personal from professional, from emotional. I mean, um, and I don't I don't shy away from that. I know some some organizations don't like to talk about that. Um, and I just dive right into it and say, you know what, if you want to get the best for your, if you want the best for your team members and you want the most engagement possible and you want loyalty and you know, all the things that you want out of your employees, then um, do the same for them. And, and, and no better way can you express loyalty and you can express um, um, uh, f- faithfulness to an employee than by knowing their story and showing empathy to them, showing compassion to them and taking the time to say, hey, I'd like to know your story. And yeah. because once you hear that story, man, it, it's never the same. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Matt, in a moment, I'm going to ask you how people can get in contact with you. And, of course, your business name is Uniquely Normal. How did you, I mean, give us a little bit of a story behind uh, the name. What, what, What is Uniquely Normal? Share how you came up with that name and what it means. Yeah, no, I love sharing that. Um, so it was a... Uh, as I began to, as I met with leaders, began to consult with leaders, um, and again, I, I shared, I, I heard these stories over and over. Well, when you when you talk with, one of the things that you hear as a leader is that it's lonely at the top. And so they'll share with you the, the struggles they're facing. Most times it's people problems. Um, and, and they'll say, but nobody understands. Well, you hear that same story over and over and over again. Um, people do understand because the problems are not unique. They think they're unique but that's normal. And it's the same way that God created us. God created each of us to be unique human beings. There's only one you, there's only one me. And so that's why the world needs to know, needs to hear our stories because we are unique and that's normal. Everyone has a unique perspective. Everyone has a unique voice and that's normal. It's not different. It's normal. It's not on the margin. It's normal. And I think that the more we appreciate differences, I mean, I do a lot of assessments when I, when I work with teams, love assessments, if they're used in a healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, it brings out this uniqueness and how we're each so wired differently. You know, God created us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. One of my favorite passages in scripture, um, and it's, it's learning to appreciate those differences. It's learning to lean into those differences because I'm a big believer that if I add your differences to my differences, I become better and you become better rather than us fighting over these differences. And I think that yes. that's one way the enemy, I think, discourages um, Christians in particular is, you know, create, create chaos and create conflict where there shouldn't even be conflict. You yes. know, let's sit down and talk about our differences. And then the more we do, the more I appreciate and understand people how that are wired differently than me, it makes me better and, yeah. and hopefully vice versa. Um, and so that's where it came from is that, you know, there are so many things that people say are unique and it's normal. And yeah. let's appreciate yeah. that and celebrate that in, a, in, in organizational life and families and marriages and, and, and whatever, whenever people are involved. Yeah, it's so true. When you, when you, uh, again, the storytelling and the appreciation of others being very mm. different. We need different people with different skills and talents on our team because if we were all the same, if we were all visionaries, we would probably never ever get anything done because we're so oh. busy visioning <laughs> things, isn't it? New ideas, yeah. new projects. 
projects. Then you've got yeah. some people who are the problem solvers or the, the people who can project and say, you know what, if we continue along this, there's going to be problems. And they're the, they're the ones that we think, oh, I just want to get started on this project. But take the time because it means that you're not going to come up with those uh, bottlenecks that these yeah. uniquely gifted people in that way. I, I totally uh, agree. It's uh, amazing. And then we can appreciate uh, those differences in, in others. Yeah. So, okay, uniquely normal. What is the best way for people to reach out to you, Matt? Well, uh, my website is www.uniquelynormal.com. Uh, my email is matt, that's M-A-T-T, at uniquelynormal.com. And uh, my book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and several other online retailers and some uh, in stores as well. So those are probably the, uh, uh, and LinkedIn, Matthew Lesser, I'm at LinkedIn as well. And so, uh, but any one of those ways you can, uh, you could reach out and love to chat with anybody. Um, I, I want to just circle back on one thing you just said, yes. you know, when one of the things that, um, that literally just, uh, breaks my heart whenever I hear it is, you know, why can't you do it just like me? Or why can't you be more like me? Well, the only person I think that has a right to say that is Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So, so true. Anyway. or Matt, when we envy the gifts and talents in someone else, but oh. why can't I be, you know, yeah. that's the same thing, isn't it? Because God has given you um, things to steward, uh, gifts and talents to steward, and together um, we are much better and can certainly contribute to the kingdom. Matt, can we just yes. finish with a word of prayer? I'll now just, yeah, ask the Lord's blessing on this conversation. Father yes. God, thank you for the opportunity to speak today with Matt and to really just reconfirm how important it is for us to recognize that each and every one of us has been uniquely made. Father, we have unique gifts and talents, gifts and talents that when we leverage and steward well, we really can uh, be the light in the dark world, Father, and people need to hear. And may, maybe sometimes we're not even talking about our love for you, but rather just demonstrating that through our actions, our, our conversations, and uh, how we show up. Father, we just ask for your continued blessing on Matt's business, um, the books, the words that it gets out there into the hands and the ears of people who need to hear it. Um, continue to uh, support him and bless him as he's writing his other book. We know the, the amount of energy and time and commitment that goes into that. That. Father, continue to bless that. Bless his family and the group of uh, mentors that are around and supporting him so that he can continue to steward what you have given him uh, in the way that honours and glorifies you. Father, if there's anyone listening today um, and who really feels a need uh, for prayer, Father, we, you know who that person is. We just continue to to pray for them and uh, maybe reach out to Matt and have a conversation um, to support them as well. Father, we just celebrate you. We love you. And we just thank you for your continued blessings. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Matt, uh, for coming on the show and sharing that and for taking the time. I know what it is like when uh, to, to write a book. And as we said, you've got a second book, which will be released a little bit later this year. So go to uniquelynormal.com, connect either way. All of the details are there on the website. And then I'm sure people will be the first to know once they do when your second book uh, comes out later this year. Yes, ma'am. Thank you Thank very you. much. And thank you. 
Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.